this is Liren Baker, and welcome to the Kitchen Confidant Podcast. Today's episode is a little different. I've got a special guest in the studio with me, my daughter, and we're answering Ask Me Anything questions I received on Instagram. This was definitely different from my normal guest interviews, and I have to say, it was fun having her here with me. I want to thank all of you who asked me questions, and I hope you enjoy listening. Hey, everyone. I have somebody special in the studio with me today. You want to say hi? No. <laughs> hi. Uh, my name is Kaylee, and I'm the daughter of the Kitchen Confidant. Please don't call me <laughs> the Kitchen Confidant. The kids do this, and it's so embarrassing. But yes, this is my daughter, Kaylee. And she's going to be asking questions that you guys asked of me. I kind of crowdsourced on Instagram. And so I thought it would be weird if I was asking myself my own questions. So Kaylee volunteered. Yay. Yeah, you should have done it like a Q&A YouTube video. Well, it's sort of going to be like Don't that. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the like button <laughs> and the bell icon to get post notifications. Well, I do encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already. That would be nice. But thank Smash you for listening. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I haven't actually looked very closely at a lot of these questions, so I'm not really prepared, just so you know. But I think it's more fun that way. Right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm ready whenever you are, so shoot. Okay. They're all anonymous, so okay. you don't get to know who said who. Oh, that's right. Except great. for my question. But I think it'll be pretty obvious when we get to your question. Okay. First question. What is on your bucket list of food adventures? Ooh. Well, that kind of goes with travel, I think. Um, if you don't know already, I eat pretty much anything. I will try everything. And I mean everything at least once. Um, I may not like it, but I'm pretty easy to please. Don't you think? Sure. <laughs> okay, so let me answer the question. I would love to explore more food throughout the African continent. I know there are so many cuisines I haven't tried and don't know enough about. Anything and everything f there in Africa. Um, are there specific dishes that I would like to try? I really would like to try more um, Mongolian food, Sichuan food, places that I haven't been to yet. That's what I would like to try. Is there anything else? Oh, and you know what? Maybe more insects because no. I, yeah, <laughs> I haven't tried. I, I have had chocolate covered, what was it, crickets? Ew. You had like 10 different types of crickets. Yeah, but I haven't had, you know, other bugs. Uh, and I think that's supposedly the food of the future. So maybe it's time to explore. Want that for dinner tonight? No. <laughs> Okay, I think that's about it. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> what about you? What's on your food? Um, I don't know. Okay, I like the food that I already like. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you even my child? <laughs> I want to try um, no, my brain's empty. <laughs> Probably more types of, like, steam bun variations in Asia. Oh, I totally support that. We should go get more steamed buns. I want soup dumplings, actually. Oh, yeah. I never what? had soup dumplings. 
We were oh. supposed to in New York, but we didn't get it. My favorite place. That actually, I soup dumpling is like dream food since like fourth grade because I read this book. And she, I don't know where she traveled to, but she tried soup dumplings. Okay, well, when we go to New York next time, we were, we'll go to Joe Shanghai and get the crab soup dumplings. How do you know it's on their menu? Because it's my favorite thing on their menu. Oh. So good. Okay. okay. Anyways, um, someone says, have you ever podcasted before? You're a natural. <laughs> thank you. Um, I don't think I'm a natural, but thank you. Um, I have not podcast. Well, I've been a guest on many podcasts before, but this is my first time hosting a podcast. But I will say that this process of podcasting has been interesting because it reminds me a lot of my days um, in the theater. <laughs> a little bit of that. I used to perform. Um, but other than that, what it really reminds me of is just interviewing during uh, therapy. I used to be I used to be in grad school for psychotherapy and I would have to, I worked in the clinic and in a way it kind of reminds me of that when you're asking people questions. So I feel like all those experiences kind of helped, helped with this, but I honestly think it's really more about just listening to a lot of podcasts and, um, having been on someone myself, I kind of get a feel for it, but thank you. I'm so glad you think I'm a natural, even though I feel like I'm still learning. I think you're still learning too. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's true. <laughs> um, what are your favorite props for your food photos? Oh, do you know what they are? The little, well, it changes. It depends on what you're shooting. If it's like a baked good, you always put like a little picture, like a tiny little picture of like milk or like. That's because you got that for me. That's why you're oh. mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, you'd put like, oh, your little thing of cilantro. Oh, but you're growing. You put that in the background for no reason. And I, you know what I use for those? I use the little jam jars that we got in France. Wow. Yeah. It has to be. She's sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> Anything travel related and gift related. So for example, Kaylee has given me a lot of my favorite food prop, food yeah. photo props. I know what to look for. Yeah. And then. Shout um, out anthropology. Yeah. Shout out anthropology. And pottery barn. And pottery barn. Uh, can't go wrong there, but honestly, other than that, it's stuff that I've, you know, collected. Um, so for example, the jam jars from France or yogurt jars from, from France. And then some of my other favorite ones are the pottery that I brought home from Okinawa. If you look at the pictures, you will notice I use pretty much the same things over and over and over and over again. I don't have a huge prop closet like other yes, people. Yes, you do. No, you, you have, have so no idea. Much. Compared to some people who have like a whole room full of props, like I'm pretty streamlined and I use the same ones over and over again. So pottery from Okinawa, I didn't bring nearly enough back. I really regret not packing the suitcase full of pottery because... It's so versatile. I feel like it just goes with everything and it's interesting. It's like it has an interesting texture. And then again, other gifts. So I have, you know, some pie plates from Poland that was a gift. And yeah, just anything sentimental I like to include. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of Okinawa. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Next question um, is asking, what are some places on your travel bucket list? <sighs> okay, so the first one I'm going to say is Taiwan, because that was the trip that we had to cancel during the pandemic. We were supposed to go April 2020. And we had to cancel that trip. So I feel like that has to be done because I've never been outside of the airport in Taiwan. Other places? Let's see. I still want to go to South Africa. I still want to do mainland China. Oh, gosh. Malaysia. Why are you laughing? I, there's just so many just places waiting. that I still haven't explored throughout Asia. So I want to go to Vietnam, Malaysia, and Thailand. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to go to Korea. I think someone else wants to come with me. Right? <laughs> Someone's a little obsessed right now with Korea. Um, no, I'm trying to minor in Korean. Yeah, she's going to minor in Korean. So I have a feeling we'll be going to Korea soon. Um, and then, of course, I mean, I love Europe. So Netherlands. I would, I've been to the Netherlands. Um, um, I haven't. Yeah. Is that where you want to go next? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on the list. Um, where else? New Zealand. New Zealand. That was a terrible <laughs> accent. I've done Australia, but I haven't done New Zealand. And um, Iceland. I do want to go to Iceland. I really want to go everywhere. Um, and I also want to do the Galapagos because I remember that was a trip that my dad had planned for my brother and my sister and I, and then we we pivoted that year and we went somewhere else instead. But Galapagos is still up there. None of these questions are related. There's like no way to segue. That's fine. <clears throat> okay, next question. What did you do prior to blogging and why did you change careers? Oh okay. Gosh, can I answer this? You want to answer this? As you. No. <laughs> I'm afraid what you're gonna say um well speaking as the kitchen confidant no, <laughs> I was originally a psychology major and I've always had a passion for cooking and for food and I remember my relatives and my aunts specifically would always be in the kitchen and they'd always be cooking something and they'd always ask me to help and so I would help and I have <laughs> all these recipes written down from them and from my mom. And when I moved to California and we moved up to the Bay Area, I wanted to start a food blog to document all these memories with my kids and share my passion. Okay, you kind of, you're hitting some parts. That's all of it. What do you mean? <laughs> yes, I was a psych major in college. And then I, I actually graduated early because I got a job offer from an internship where it was consumer psychology. So my first job was in marketing research. As a Safeway therapist. No. <laughs> and, uh, but I still kind of thought I wanted to go back to grad school and become a therapist. So I went back to grad school for clinical psychology and halfway through the program, I was pretty much done with all the master's level requirements. And I, at that point, got engaged to your dad. And we had the opportunity to move to Northern California. And so we did. I 
So I left my program at the master's level and I found myself back in marketing and research. So that was, you know, that was my career for quite a long time. And then I had you. Wow. Yeah. And then I had your brother. And I took some time to be a full-time parent, which I loved so much. Meanwhile, yes, I was cooking and I was, you know, writing down recipes and trying to preserve them because I realized that was something that I didn't have from my mom. I mean, I had some recipes, but not all. So I think a lot of it was just trying to recreate what I remembered from her. And so that's kind of how I started this blog, which eventually became a career. I honestly didn't expect it to become one. I thought that at some point I would end up going back to work. And the idea at the time really frightened me because I didn't want to be in downtown San Francisco and get a call from the school that Kaylee has a stomach ache and needs to come home. Like I wanted to ideally stay home with you guys. So I was very lucky that this turned into a job. I covered everything then. And my version of you. I hit all the points. What do you mean? You didn't. You missed the whole marketing part. Well, that's part of the psych thing. The marketing stuff is boring. It doesn't need to be included. Okay. So, so, so I usually <laughs> say that this is like my third career and my third pivot. So, yeah. Okay. So besides me, <laughs> who inspired you most when you first started? Other than, yeah, my mom. I mean, I started cooking out of necessity. I could answer all these questions. So my mom passed away when I was in college. And, you know, my aunt was there for me to, in all of us, she stayed at our house for that summer that she passed away and, and cooked for us and really nurtured us. And that was the time that I realized it was really important to not only learn how to cook properly, but also to just preserve those recipes because that's, you know, your family's legacy. So that was why I started the food blog. But if you're talking about like other food blogs at the time that inspired me, I have to say, like, I remember distinctly getting drawn to the pioneer woman's story. Like I got sucked in, like I read it like a novel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but, yeah. <clears throat> you guys. You guys are the reason I write. Told you. But the, pro the sad thing is, do you read what I write? Nope. Nope. My friends read it to me, and then they make fun of me. Well, when I'm dead. They read, they read the captions. <laughs> if, they, if it mentions me, then they read the captions to me. Or they send me the post. I'm like, I follow her. Okay. You don't need to do that. All right. Um, what are some things, um, this question is worded weird. I'm going to reword it myself. What are some things you learned cooking wise for a food blog? I'm it could confused. be, I could interpret that another way. Like what are some things that you learned cooking? Oh, uh, what are some things you learned while cooking for a food blog? It's missing a word. Confused. Well, me. we could either interpret that to be like, what have I learned cooking wise? Or it could be what have I learned from cooking a food block or making, writing a food block or cooking for a food block? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Just answer <laughs> one of the ways. What have you learned? That's all I was asking. Well, <clears throat> I have learned more techniques. Yes. Uh, that, you need but to work I, on your frosting still. I do need to work on frosting. I'm not the best, you know, cake decorator, but I will say that what I have learned 
is probably like nothing to do with cooking. It's more about multitasking and entrepreneur entrepreneurship. Because when you start out writing a food blog and you're like most people, you're a one person show. And so you learn very quickly how to wear many hats. You have to do the finances, you have to do the content creation, you have to do the marketing, you have to do the negotiating, you have to do the con- contract you know, re- you know, reviews. So you learn very quickly that you have to do so many different things and the jobs of multiple people, if this was a normal job. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if we should... Shout out a- to your manager. My, well, what manager? I used to have a manager. Oh, you don't have one anymore? No, we parted ways a long time ago. What about your Portugal people? That's my team. Wow, shout and out I- to your team. Thanks part- for sending us food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're part of my team. I will say that you learn how to, that's another thing. You learn to rely on other people. You, you realize that you cannot do it all by yourself and you have to find people that you trust um, and hire them and know that they will do a good job. And sometimes, sometimes they do a better job at things than you can possibly do. Isn't that the point of their little specialty jobs? Yeah. So I feel like we're at a half I feel like there's so many more questions. Should we pause and like do a part two? No. <laughs> <laughs> do oh, it all. One go. Do it all. One go. I don't know if people are going to still listen, but I may chop this up. Speed around. Two. All right. Speed around. Speed around. No, no, speed I don't want to speed run. But That's what they do in all the Q&A videos. Fine. Keep going. Got to be faster now. Okay. Where do you get your cooking slash recipe inspiration? Martha Stewart. Next. No. <laughs> Um, obviously there's my mom's binder of the recipes that she did leave for us. <laughs> She's signaling to go faster. A lot of it is whatever everyone else is craving to eat. Sometimes it's from travel. And then sometimes it's whatever I'm getting nostalgic for. Like, oh, I remember when I was a kid and we ate X, Y, Z. And so then I try to recreate that. So Usually it comes from different places. You go to the hotel and then you try their food and you're like, I'm going to make this. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> then a lot. you go home and make it. Travel is really good for that stuff. Okay, what is one advice you would give home cooks having a hard time putting dinner on the table? Um, <laughs> I would tell them if they're having a hard time putting dinner on the table to make a schedule and plan, with a caveat that I am the worst planner in the world. So. I really think it depends on figuring out what kind of cook you are. Are you the type of cook that likes to plan and, you know, knows exactly what you're going to make each week? And if that's going to make things streamlined for you, then great. Or if you're like me and you kind of are just, what are you looking at? I can't see how much time has passed. (laughs) Um, Or if you're like me and you just kind of are guided more by whimsy, then embrace that and, um, and just make sure you include that in your, your planning day. But I really think that if you're having a hard time putting dinner on the table, just stick with something simple and kind of go, you know, have a routine. So like, if it is meatless Mondays, make that taco Tuesdays, pizza on Fridays. Like, like I know that when I have those days that I can't really be creative, then I just, you know, kind of go by that schedule. Okay. How do you juggle a blog, a podcast? Wait, wait, I have to do it in a voice. Cause it's like, <clears throat> It has an exclamation at the end. 
how do you juggle a blog, a podcast, other work with two teenagers? Need help. <laughs> um, it's really hard to juggle everything, especially again when you're doing the bulk of the work. Um, I think what I've learned is that things you can't do everything and you can't do everything perfectly and something's going to slide. Like it might mean that, you know what, your, your bathrooms need to get cleaned. Like, and you just kind of let that slip maybe a couple of days or. I think teenagers are easier than kids because we can drive ourselves to our extracurriculars and things. Well, when you get to the point where you're driving, yes, but at some point you're still shuttling people around and constantly driving. That's a you problem. <laughs> That's a you problem. Um, I think it is hard to juggle in general. You just have to do a lot of time management. And I feel like the busier you are, the more you get accomplished. And the less busy you are, the more time you find to waste. So it gets done. Okay. Who is the pickiest eater in your family? How do you deal with it? <laughs> Everyone. Well, well it depends say- because I don't eat meat. Yeah. Because you don't need meat, I feel like you're the pickiest because I feel like I have to cater everything to you now. But it goes in ways. not pickiest in terms of taste. So like when daddy was vegan, I felt like he was the pickiest one. That was not even real vegan. He was vegan for a while. He ate meat. No, he didn't. He did. Um, So I'm going to say right now it's you. And how do I deal with it? I try to make simple meals. You can replace things a lot. Or yeah. like double it. Like if you're making pasta, you do, you make pasta and then one pan has meat sauce and one pan has just marinara. Exactly. So I kind of make two versions the of the one. same thing and uh, and just try to make a big batch and divide it up so that one is meatless and one isn't. Then I get my own food. <clears throat> okay. Similarly, what do you do when your family doesn't like a recipe you cook for the blog? <laughs> You deal with it. Yeah, you just deal with it. Uh, I'm the one who ends up eating that, and it's good feedback. (laughs) You don't listen to it, though. Well, because if I feel like something's really, really good, and it just happens to be a matter of taste, then that's okay. You like to make very specific, healthy things. Yeah. That sometimes we don't like. Yeah, the kids don't want the healthy Like quinoa. What is wrong with quinoa? (laughs) The texture. No. And the taste. You eat it in the brownies. That's because it's brownies. Finally, my question, which we all know the answer to, who is your favorite child? It's me. Wow. I don't have favorites. (laughs) It's a lie. I have a favorite daughter. The firstborn is always the favorite. And I have a favorite son. The firstborn is always the favorite. And that's it. The firstborn is not always the favorite. You'll be sadder. What about the baby in no, the family? You'll be sadder when I leave versus when Karsten leaves. That is because not true. That is not true because think about it. Okay, I'm sad because you're leaving because this is the first time I'm experiencing this loss. And then I'll be Yeah, and then you'll be used to it by the time Karsten goes. By the time he goes, no, I won't be. Then at that point, I'll be like, oh my God, I have no babies left. And then I'll be really sad. So it'll be an equal type of sadness. Now, if I had a third but child, I'm the it'd be favorite. Different. You're not the favorite. Yes, I am. Okay, but thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Oh, I'd like to shout out some people. Shout, <laughs> out, shout out to my friends who still follow my mom. Actually, people from my high school 
who still follow my mom, who I'm not like really friends with, but like one time I mentioned it once and they're like, <laughs> and then they look it up and then they're like, wow, this looks good. I'm going to follow. And I'm like, you really don't have to do that. And they're like, no, I want to. And then they follow <clears throat> and they're still following to this day. And I'm like, you can unfollow. It's okay. Like Kieran unfollowed you. <laughs> she unfollowed me? Exposed. Oh man. Well, for those of you who've stuck around, thank you. And for Kaylee's friends who've stuck around. They don't listen to your podcast. Thank you anyway. But if you're listening, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, Kaylee, for joining me today. Will you come back? No. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm not that interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling people might be amused by you. That's because I actually make it funny. Wow. <laughs> Ego. You need it the, doesn't get for the, me. Well, let me just tell you all. You need Gen Z humor. That is probably true. No, it is true. Okay. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Merci. <laughs> oh, wow. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. Kaylee, thanks for helping your mom out. You're welcome to come back anytime. I hope you enjoyed this little glimpse into me and our family. And if you have any other questions or topics you'd like me to cover, feel free to reach out and let me know. DM me on Instagram at kitchconfidant and I'll include it in a future episode. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate it and share it with a friend and join us again next time. Until then, happy cooking.